Welcome to Apostolic Perspectives, where the faith is raw, the exploits are radical, and the conversation is real. Prepare your life to be activated in the supernatural and your heart to be inspired to love as your host, Mike Brewer, shares stories from around the world. Enjoy today's episode, and make sure to connect with us on all social media platforms. Hello and welcome, guys. I'm excited to share with you today on the topic of progressive revelation. I'm not saying there is a new revelation, but a progressive revelation of that which has already been given to us in Christ and in His Word. Progressive revelation is God's unfolding plan. It is how He reveals His will continually and purposefully to humanity gradually over time. I'm going to take you into a missional setting. In in chapter 9 of Andrea and I's book, Pioneering Faith, we are teaching on a church planting strategy. And in this strategy, we use the stories from the Bible in a progressive nature. So I want you to think about going into a, a people group in a missional setting. Um, and these people have many idols. They have many gods that they serve. So it is imperative that we disciple them to Christ from creation. This is known as a progressive revelation. We lay the foundation of the fall of man so that they can understand the foundations of redemption. It's important for them to know that there's one God that created all things in the beginning. So we help them see the fall, the sin, all of these progressive stories. Here's the 10 stories that we teach people. Number one is creation. Number two is the sin of man. Number three is Noah, the flood, the Tower of Babel. Um, number four, Abraham, Sodom and Gomorrah, and Isaac. Then we go into number five, Moses. Number six, the birth of John and Jesus. I want you to take notice right there. Oftentimes, our church planters have been meeting with a group of people for five, six, seven, eight weeks before they have ever mentioned the name of Jesus. Now, I know to you in the West, if that's where you're living from, that is a, an absolute shock to you because you, you tend to think um, we just want to jump right to Jesus and get them saved. But there is a progressive revelation from creation that brings us to Jesus. It's the same when you, when you begin to read your scripture. Where does it begin? It begins with creation. It begins to reveal the Father. It begins to reveal the interactions of humanity and God. It begins to reveal the failures of mankind and disobedience to God. It begins to reveal the result of that disobedience, the result of sin, how sin brought forth this death. So we lead them in a progressive journey. Why is this important to you? You may think, well, I'm not going on the mission field. I'm not teaching church planting. Well, I'm going to show you how important this is in just a moment. So in, in story number six, we teach on the birth of John and Jesus. Story seven, the baptism and the temptations of Jesus. Number eight is the life and the teachings of Jesus. Number nine, the arrest, crucifixion, death, burial of Jesus. And then the final story that we teach is the resurrection, the appearances of Christ, and the last commands of Jesus. Here in John 16, this is your primary verse of today. 
John 16, verse 13, but he, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. This is the role of the Holy Spirit. One of the many roles of the Holy Spirit in your life is to guide you into all truth. Now, I want you to take a look there at all truth. That means you do not currently have all truth. You are growing in the revelation of truth. That is progressive revelation. You will find in Scripture when something is revealed, it becomes the next building block of revelation in your life. Again, not new revelation, but a more full picture and understanding or comprehension of the revelation that's already been given to us in His Word. If you think about your life when you first began your walk with Jesus, I hope you have progressed in your understanding. I hope you have progressed in the revelation of who Jesus actually is, who Holy Spirit is, who the Father is, and you have progressed through the revelation which has brought you unto a deeper walk of intimacy with each one of the Trinity. So Acts chapter 10, we see this, and I'm not going to go into all of this, but Acts chapter 10 verses 34 and 35, then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true that it, I'm sorry, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and who does right. This is when Peter received the revelation to go to Cornelius's house. Cornelius was a Gentile, so it was forbidden for Peter as a Jewish man to go into the home of a Gentile. But we know that Peter was setting up on the roof of a house. Peter has a, a, a if goes into a trance, he has a vision. And in this vision, God shows him, do not call unclean anything that I've cleansed. This was pertaining to his eating practices. And then he tells him, there's some people knocking at your door, Peter. Go with them. So Peter gets up, goes downstairs. He meets the people. He travels to a Gentile's house. And as Peter walks in, he is greeted by the family. He is greeted by Cornelius. And Cornelius begins to tell him what has happened on his side. While Peter was getting the revelation, Cornelius had gotten a visitation from an angel. And the angel had told Cornelius to send for Peter, that Peter was going to bring him a message. So here we have a divine destiny set up between two major people in Scripture that is going to reveal to them and further to us many generations away the progressive nature of God. Peter walked with Jesus three years. Peter, the great apostle of Christ. Peter, the one that received the revelation from God that declared, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. But Peter did not understand that Gentiles could be saved by this gospel. So now as Peter begins to speak the things that had happened, the Holy Spirit came and filled Cornelius and the family. They began to speak in supernatural tongues that they had not learned. They were further baptized, and Peter received a progressive revelation. Now, this revelation had been recorded in Scripture when it declares that those who walk in darkness have seen a great light, speaking of the Gentiles. 
So Peter was walking in the revelation of the Bible, but he did not have that revelation himself until he had this experience with God that unlocked his understanding of Scripture and what God was going to do. So see the progressive understanding of Peter. What Peter had thought was wrong, now Peter realizes was actually right. What Peter may have resisted before because of the vision and the instruction of God and his obedience and then seeing, becoming a witness of the people being born again, filled with the Holy Spirit right in front of him, and this opening up the great door of salvation to the Gentiles. What a revelation that is. Um, I'm laying this foundation because I want to talk to you about how God may be releasing progressive revelation in your life. In Galatians chapter 3, verses 23 through 25, it says, But before faith came, we were kept under guard of the law, kept for the faith which would afterwards be revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. Verse 25, but after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. I want you to see in this verse, now there's, we could unpack that for a long time, this whole verse from what it contains, but I just want you to see the progressive revelation in this verse. Before faith came, they were kept under guard by the law kept for faith, which would be revealed afterwards. There are some things in your life that are not going to be revealed until after other things are revealed. That's the progressive building blocks of revelation. The law was given, but the law was the tutor to bring us to Christ. So the law was a conduit, if you will, that moves us from one revelation of being under the law to being under Christ, that we might be justified by faith. Once we come to Christ, we're no longer under that tutor. We're no longer under that law. So we have God has brought us on a progressive journey. Amos chapter 3 verse 7 says, Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing His plan to His servants the prophets. So this tells us that God has future plans. God has things that he wants to do in the earth, and he will often reveal them to prophets and to others before he does them. First Peter chapter 1, verse 10, this salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you. They wondered what time or situation the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's sufferings and his great reward. The prophets were looking into something they had not yet experienced. They were looking into a time that had not yet come. They were looking into this progressive revelation that they had not yet lived into. Many of you, God has shown you things concerning your life. You are looking in through the eyes of faith into a future time, and you're wondering, how am I going to get there? How is God going to bring me from where I am 
to where he's taking me. And in the place you're standing, looking into the future through prophetic vision, you may feel insecure. You may feel inadequate. You may feel ill-prepared for the place that God's going to bring you. But it is because there is a lack of revelation. God will bring that revelation to you, and it will propel you forward into that time so that you will be prepared. Now, you position yourself. You position yourself through the disciplines of Christ, of reading the Word and prayer and fellowship and and training, understanding, learning your Bible and, and learning to walk this walk with Christ. I'm going to take you back to Genesis for a moment, and, and we're just going to briefly look at the progressive journey that God had Abram on. His life is from is just total progressive revelation, followed by progressive revelation, followed by progressive revelation. God had him on a journey, and at many different points in his life, I forget exactly how many times he, he encountered God, and God spoke to him it was five, seven times that were very distinctive, important times in his life. But here we have in Genesis 12, 1 through 3, Abraham is called to leave the Ur of the Chaldeans. And it says, The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's house to a land that I will show you. So he is telling him, Leave this place. I'm going to show you something else in the future. I will show you about this place. So he's saying, As you obey where you are, through that obedience, he will show you more. That is progressive revelation. That is Holy Spirit. As you obey Christ, as you obey the leadings of the Lord, and you step further into your destiny, there will be further revelation revealed. And why am I teaching this in a in a a, a podcast series called the School of Apostleship? Because, guys, my life looks very different today than it did the day God called me. And there was times in there I thought, this is it. This is where I'm going to build for life. And especially when Andrea and I moved to the country of Haiti, we thought, you know, we will be lifers. We will work in this nation probably the rest of our life. But then God began to shift it. And now we're working in several other nations. God has expanded the ministry. But it looked like he was almost closing it down. But what he did, he closed down a season, but through the obedience of following him, even when it didn't make sense, as he closed one, he opened up something very, very large to us. So he progressed us. It was that, that revelation of being obedient to him in a certain time of life brought us to another time. So that's what's happened here with Abram. And God tells him, I'll make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. So Abraham had to demonstrate his faith by obeying God's call as he embarked on this journey to an unknown destination, to a land I will show you. He had to learn to trust God's every word to him, trusting in his guidance, trusting in his promises. But God gave him the promise at the end. He said, if you do this, I'm going to bless you throughout the world. The nations of the world are going to be blessed because of you. So there was a lot of pressure on Abraham. He was walking away from his family. He was walking away from the gods that he knew. He was walking away from every relationship that he ever had. 
In Genesis 15, verses 4 through 6, God brings him into covenant. He begins to change his name. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. So we know the story that Abraham was with his wife's handmaiden and birthed the child. And God said, that's not going to be the heir. I'm not going to bless the nations through this one. And Abraham believed the Lord, and it was accredited to him as righteousness. God goes on and says, No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. So God changed his name. He made him a father of many nations. But if you're Abraham and you are actually looking around you, you're going, where are these nations, God, that you have promised me? Because Abraham was walking on a journey, still not knowing where he's going. He's just made this, this, this grand disobedience and tried to fulfill the promise of God in the flesh. God corrects him. God gives him a new name, and he tells him, going to bless the nations. And Abraham's like, there's no nations around me. So let's go on here in Genesis 17. God also said to Abraham, as for your wife, Sarah, your wife, you will no longer call her Sarah, but Sarah, I will bless her and I will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations, <clears throat> kings of people, will come from her. And then God goes on and gives them a, the covenant sign of circumcision. And in Genesis 22, this is the big test of Abraham's faith. Genesis 22, 2. Then God said, take your son, and we're speaking of Isaac, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac. Go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain that I will show you. This was going to take great obedience for Abraham to step into. This was a difficult command. This was going to pull all of the trust that Abraham had in God in order to do this. So Abraham, he does. He looks up, and there in the thicket, he sees a ram. This is after he ties his son up. He's lifting the knife. He's about to offer his son on the altar, and then God speaks to him one more time and says, spare him. Don't lay a hand on him. And then God offered the ram as a sacrifice, a picture of the future atonement that was going to come through Christ. So guys, I've walked you through this to show you how important that it is that revelation in one season is a building block for further revelation in another season. If Abraham had only held on to the last thing God said to him, he would have killed his son at the instruction of God. But God changed the season with another word. God spoke to him further revelation than that which he had. He had the revelation, take your son and offer him. But then God changed the season and he spoke to him again. If Abraham had stopped listening to the voice of God, he would have killed his son. So 
what is obedience in your previous season may be disobedience in this season if God has spoken additional things to you, but you fail to obey them. So often we get comfortable in the last revelation that God has given us. So we tend to stay there and comfort of the familiar can destroy your walk with God. Living in the place of familiarity, it can destroy your walk with God. We want to be comfortable in our relationship with God. We want to be secure in Him absolutely. But guys, you know the further, if you stay in that one revelation, you stay in that one cycle too long and God begins to move things forward, oftentimes you'll become the persecutor of the next thing that God wants to do. Abraham's life, literally his destiny depended upon hearing God again. Hearing God again. Abraham, take your son, offer him. Okay, Lord. But then God intervenes right at the moment of the offering, says, don't touch the boy. Abraham, if he had not heard God continually, he would have killed his son on that altar. Why am I telling you this? Because I don't want you to be stuck in the very things that God has spoken to you in the past. God shows you how to build in one season, but he may show you how to build differently in another season. And then later on, he may show you something different. So I'll often say, as I see it right now, as God has revealed this thing to me right now, that says I am confident in what God has spoken to me, but I'm also confident he may speak further insights on this topic subject or, or this, this ministry that I'm building or whatever this thing is I'm launching. We just went through another transition with our School of Supernatural Ministry at the well, the well of Maryville. We, we had it. We launched it several years ago. It was an in-person class. We had online curriculum, but we met. We required everyone to meet in person one time a week, and this was a two-year training course, and, and people were doing that. This was very successful. Well, God began to speak to me last year. It's time, or actually, yeah, last year because today's the first. So last year that it was time to shift that to a full online school. And, of course, that's a whole lot of work. That's like launching a whole nother school. But we have transitioned into that, and we're actually bearing more fruit now than when we were in person. If we had remained trying to meet in person, we may have literally killed that school because it was right in one season, but the season shifted. So now we're actually having a much higher enrollment. We're able to minister to many more people because of that. So please, please, please continually hear from God. You must continually hear from God. I'm not saying be insecure in the last thing that he has spoken. Be fully committed just like Abraham was. But always have your ear listening. Always have your heart positioned in a place of humility that God that began this journey in you, he's going to see it through, but he may release different strategies at different times. What if Peter had disobeyed that vision God gave him about the Gentiles being saved? that great door to the Gentiles may not have opened. And I know we all think, well, God will use somebody else, and he probably would have, but he would raise Peter up for such time as this, 
for that moment to open up the door to the Gentiles. So guys, bless you. I think God's going to do great things in your life. Walk this journey out with him. Enjoy the great walk of faith. Apostolic Perspectives with your host, Mike Brewer. We hope that you are blessed by listening. We encourage you to check us out on social media at facebook.com slash apostolic perspectives. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to keep up with all of the latest episodes.